Welcome to the My Bible Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. I'm so excited to be here today. We have an epic episode for you. We are talking about preparing for the harvest or how to be tending your field in scary times. Today, we're going to look at what it means to prepare for the harvest before the winter, what it means to prepare your field before your home, and what do biblical scriptures say about preparing for hard times. You do not want to miss this one, especially as today's date is coming towards the end of 2021. And uh, I've got a special message for you at the end of this episode. Don't miss it. Welcome to the MyBible.Works podcast. I'm your host, Cub Cooker. In this tribe, we believe God reveals secrets to us and we expect spiritual treasure. The kingdom of God is in our midst, inside us and around us. We are thankful to have been given much and know we will receive even more. We renew our minds daily through scripture and the power of prayer. We manifest our faith through thought, emotion, prayer, and action. We believe the Word of God is highly effective and sharper than any sword. Welcome and smash that subscribe button. And welcome back, everyone. My name is Cub Cooker. I'm your host and mentor for My Bible Works. I'm not a pastor or a Bible scholar or anything fancy like that. Just a guy that loves the Bible and loves to go through it with our community here. That's what we're all about at My Bible Works. You can join completely for free over at www.mybible.works. Join a community of other people who are ready to step up and mentor each other as we go through God's Word together. So, awesome episode today. Let's jump in to the presentation. We're going to go ahead and start with Luke 10 2. And if you're new here, the way we do this every single day on My Bible Works podcast is we literally just go through the Bible and go through Scripture. We have music in the background to set the tone. We invite you as we take you on a mindscape or a meditation through God's Word so that we can all have revelation together into how we can apply this to our individual lives to become the church together. Luke 10, 2 in the ESV. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now think about that terminology. The Lord of the harvest. We have heard God, our Father, called so many different things, but the Lord of the harvest is one of the terms that we often don't use because we don't think of our lives as this cycle of events that are regenerating and reborn all the time and that is how God made creation. It's like a clock winding down to the day when he rolls it all up and creates anew. And so what can we do? How are we going to look to the things that God has given us to see the signs, to prepare, and to be ready when hard times hit and when good times hit. How can we be overflow for our families and friends? How can we assure ourselves through God's promises that we can make it through anything? 
This is part of the Get Your House in Order series. This is episode number three. If you have not watched the first two episodes, I highly recommend going back and watching them or listening on the podcast. We started with the acronym FATHOM, when hard times hit. How do we fathom them? And that acronym is faithful, aware, tending, helping, overflowing, and moldable. Today we're going to talk about tending, how to remain tending to your field in scary times, not to look up at the noise, not to look up at the news, not to look up at our worries, but to keep our heads down and tend the field that God has given us, the seeds we have sown. God gives us these seeds and we sow them. And it's, it's up to us to just watch and tend that field so that we can reap a harvest that our Lord of the harvest has prepared for us. We've got several verses today that we're going to get into. Some of them are quite long, but I just invite you to quiet your mind and spirit and think and meditate on the word of God. John 4, 3, John 4, 31 through 38 in the Amplified Bible. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus to have a meal, saying, Rabbi, teacher, eat. But he told them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to completely finish his work. Do you not say... It is still four months until the harvest comes. Look, I say to you, raise your eyes and look at the fields and see they are white for harvest. Already the reaper is receiving his wages and he is gathering fruit for eternal life. So that he who plants and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true. One person sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap a crop for which you have not worked. Others have worked, and you have been privileged to reap the results of their work. So in this verse, we're encouraged to lift our eyes to the field, not to the noise of what's going on, but to the field, to look to the harvest and know that what we're harvesting is not planted by us. God has planted it before us. And even though we may sow seeds now, we may never see the harvest of those until another generation. Some things we sow now, we can see immediately. We can see within the next season grow and be harvested. But sometimes what we harvest has come from our ancestors, from our relatives, from our family before, or from people that we don't even know. And so to just be privileged that we can harvest and know that the time is ripe in whatever time we're in. Genesis 8:22 in the ESV, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. We can take comfort in these words from Genesis that while our earth is here, that the sowing and the reaping and the seasons and the ups and the downs and the cycle of creation shall not cease. And if there's one thing we can count on, it's that it will turn over, it will regenerate, it will start anew 
in its due time. We can be prepared. If we've missed a harvest, we can prepare for the next one. Revelation 14, 15. And another angel came out of the temple, calling with a loud voice to him who sat on the cloud, Put in your sickle and reap. For the hour to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is fully ripe. And guys, I believe we are seeing this even as we speak today. This is not a doomsday message, but a message of consciousness that the time has come, the hour is here, the harvest of the earth is ripening. We are coming into a new consciousness. Those of us who believe, those of us who serve the Lord of the harvest are seeing things differently. We are seeing things anew and we are maturing in our faith and the harvest of the earth is coming to a ripeness that we have not seen before. James 5, 7. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. So as we sow seeds in our lives, in our relationships, our families, our finances, and in our spiritual fruits, we can trust that God will send us and that we will receive early and late rains. This means that even if you're in a dry season right now and it looks like it's too late, you might receive a very late rain that can change everything. Leviticus 19, 9-10 in the Amplified Bible regarding various laws. Now when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very corners of the field, nor shall you gather the gleanings, grain left after reaping, of your harvest, and you shall not glean your vineyard, nor shall you gather its fallen grapes. You shall leave them for the poor and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God. And guys, this verse, I believe, is even more powerful today than it was when it was scripted in the first place. How many of us, including myself, try to clean the corners out, try to clean the bank account out, try to clean the, the inside of our service out and just weather ourselves down to the point where we have absolutely nothing, where there is no leftovers for others? How many of us try to put all of our eggs in one basket? How many of us try to pick up all of the little shards left behind? When God is the God of the harvest, the Lord of the harvest, and he will regenerate what we need for the next season. So many of us are looking for that big payoff, including me, where we'll never have to worry about anything again. But we know that everything is perishable, and we'll see that coming up. God will regenerate us for another season. He will bless the work of our hands. And he wants us to have enough so that there's enough left over for others. So what in your life does this look like? Now, I believe in stepping out on faith and putting our money where our mouth is, putting our times and talents to work. But how many of us have exhausted ourselves 
that there is none left for others. And I believe that is the essence of this verse. Don't dwindle your vineyard to where it is barren. Let it regenerate. Let there be leftovers. Let others come and pick of the harvest. I believe that is the essence of the Lord of the harvest. Matthew 13, 23. But the one sown on the good ground, this is the one who hears and understands the word, who does produce fruit and yields, some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what was sown. This is regarding the parable of the seed, as Christ is talking about the seeds being sown, and one seed falls on good ground, and we can be this good seed. We can hear and understand this word. We can produce fruit and yields. Some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty times what was sown. And it's not up to us to choose the multiplier that God puts on our life. But I will tell you one thing in my life, the more faithful I am with little, the more he will put into my arms to multiply. I pray that I'm the hundredfold, but I want to be faithful with the thirtyfold. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11 on laziness. Go to the ant, you slacker. Observe its ways and become wise. Without leader, administrator, or ruler, it prepares its provisions in the summer. It gathers its food during harvest. How long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the arms to rest, and your property will become like a robber your need like a bandit. What an interesting parable here. And let me read the end of that again so I get it accurate. And your poverty will come like a robber, your need like a bandit. So what this is saying is, literally, this is almost the, the same parable that we hear in pop culture of the, the ant and the grasshopper. And so we see that the ant is diligent, that he is preparing, that he or she, the ant, is always in its due season prepping for the next season. Yet those of us who seek comfort overall, our poverty will come like a robber and steal all from us. And our needs will be like a bandit robbing us of our joy. So let's observe the ants that does not have a leader, an administrator, or a ruler. If an ant can do it, then why not us? Ephesians 4.28 Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. This is the power of God. This is the Lord of the harvest. We talked yesterday about pure awareness, and we can use that pure awareness to see things differently, to know that 
maybe in the past we've been like a thief taking what's not ours living off of others or handouts but now we can labor and do honest work with our own hands i don't care whether you work on a computer or in a field or you teach others or you have a youtube channel whatever you do to do it honestly with our own hands to create as the father creates to sow seeds and reap the harvest so that we may have something to share with anyone in need proverbs 10:5 he who gathers in the summer is a prudent son but he who sleeps in a harvest is a son who brings shame and i want to be the prudent son i want to gather in the summer i want to put in the work and labor and have the joy of eating the first fruits of the vine. I don't want to be one who sleeps in the harvest and bring shame on my father, on the Lord of the harvest. Jeremiah 5:24. They have not said to themselves, let's fear the Lord our God, who gives the seasonal rains, both autumn and spring, who guarantees to us the fixed weeks of the harvest. We see right now this is already setting up the cycles that the Lord of the harvest, our God, has set in motion. That he guarantees us the fixed weeks of the harvest. And I don't care whether you're in the markets of cryptocurrencies or you're in the markets of the stock market or you're in the markets of sales cycles or you're in the markets of farming and ranching. This is all tied together in a beautiful ballet that God has set forth before the beginning of time. Everything in cycle, everything in balance, all of creation shouts his name and his order, his logon, his logos, the divine expression. We've talked about this yesterday and as we look at Genesis 1.14, and God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. So we know that God has set up a system that we can look to. We see many warnings in the Bible not to worship this system, not to look to it for all of our answers, but we can use it as a guide, as a compass to see when we should make decisions, how we should move, and what to expect in the future. This is a very simple concept, and again, it shouldn't be taken into the form of worship of these signs, but rather an expression of God given to us for us to never forget that he has set a cycle in motion that we can look to, we can operate within, and we can use to our advantage to multiply what he has given us so that the harvest will be ripe. Genesis 3.19 in the ESV, By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This can often be a scary verse to look at, the idea that, our bodies now will become mere dust. But if we look deeper into it and we realize that dust, the matter that was created in this universe, the stardust 
that we come from. That we will return to the dust, to the very core of creation that we were taken out of. And we can rejoice in this, that as we sweat and we eat our bread and we take our harvest, that we will return to the divine order. The Lord of the harvest will take us back into that very foundation that we came from until the day he creates anew, that we will join him in that unending cycle until he rolls it up. Proverbs 24, 27. Complete your outdoor work and prepare your field. Afterward, build your house. Now this can be a cryptic verse if we don't look at it in the right light. We can complete our outdoor work. We can sow our seeds. We can tend our fields. We can prepare for the harvest. And then we can prepare our home. We can build our house. We can establish roots. We can prepare a life for ourselves once we prepared our field. And I believe that is because the field is a sacred offering that the Lord of the harvest uses the field he's given us, whether it's in the markets, whether it's in the crypto world, whether it's online, whether it's physically in a field. If we prepare that field and then build our house, God will establish our land around it. We will have enough left over to share with others and everything in its due order will fall into place. God will bless it, we will have plenty, and we will be able to rest for the winter, to take a Sabbath, to take the seventh day. 1 Timothy 5, 8. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So oftentimes, myself, I try to make decisions about who is worthy to receive the bounty of the table that God, the Lord of the harvest, has given me. When it is not up to me, it is open to my friends, my relatives, and the members of my household not to deny them, because then I become worse than an unbeliever. Is the Lord of the harvest not the Lord of my life? Will he not provide more in the next harvest? It is not up to me to decide who is worthy, who is worthy of the bounty of my table. John 15, one through 11, the vine and the branches. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. 
My Father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. What a beautiful word that we can take into our heart to remain in Christ, for our consciousness to echo his consciousness, for him to live through us, and to know that when God prunes us, it's room for more fruit. How many times do we hold on to things, to piles of stuff around our house, or old relationships, or old jobs, or old belief codes that are not serving the one who lives in us? And to allow him to prune whatever that is out of our life so we can bear more fruit, so that we can be glory to God. What a beautiful message for today. And the questions as we end every episode. I have three questions for us to take home. These help me every single day. Again, I'm not here as a master teacher. I'm here as a mentor. I teach these lessons first to myself. And I hope that you take something beautiful from them. Question number one, are you prepared for a harvest physically and spiritually? Are you opening your table to friends, family, and relatives, whether or not they contributed? Are you planting your field before establishing your house? And I know for me, the answer to many of those is not what I would like it to be. I know that I'm not always prepared physically and spiritually for the harvest, but it's something that I've been coming into an increased awareness of. And I know that opening my table to friends and family and relatives, whether or not they've contributed, has been something of a sore spot in my own heart, my own flesh for a long time. Who among us has not had a Thanksgiving dinner when relatives come over that don't bring food? They don't help clean up. They haven't been in your life for long before that, or maybe they have for a long time, Uh, but they've not contributed a whole lot to the success that brought the bounty of that table. And yet it is not up to us. We are merely workers in the field for the Lord of the harvest. We owe it all to him, and everything laid on our table is meant to spill over the edges, and it's not up to us to go and clean it up, clean up the edges of our field and glean all the things that have overflowed from our lives yet to let those in need pick them up because it glorifies God, the Lord of the harvest, when others eat from that. And we never know the change that might come in their life once they taste of the fruit of the vine. And are you planting your field before establishing your house? I know for me, I have often sought comfort over all before I have prepared that field, before I have gone out and done the work. And that's something I'm very focused on right now, preparing the field, making the investments, being intentional, putting these messages out every single day. And I believe that my house will be established from all these efforts and that God will manifest that reality that I'm projecting right now as I prepare my field first and he'll prepare my house. I hope you've enjoyed this message. As always, it's been a beautiful, beautiful time together. Thank you. For joining. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can click the link down below. 
we have an option where you can support with a little bit every month. We don't currently have this channel monetized and that's okay. I don't want you to have to see a bunch of commercials or get interrupted with commercials. We know that God will bring the blessing on this ministry that we need in due time. Uh, and until then, join for free at mybible.works. You can join a community over there that's ready to help you, love you, lift you up, and walk hand in hand as we go through the scriptures together. Don't forget to subscribe and share this with a friend if you've enjoyed it. And until next time, I hope you are peace, love, and that you are serving the Lord of the harvest. Peace. Tribe, if you enjoyed that episode, be sure and hit that subscribe button. That's the best way you can support us here on the channel. If you love growing in love and finding out more about God in the heavenly realms, then head over to mybible.works and engage in our free community. Let's grow in truth together.